Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of Mallory Weiss syndrome found under the gastrointestinal section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 75-year-old male presents to the emergency room with two hours of bloody emesis. He states that yesterday evening he was intoxicated and can't remember what happened. He awoke this morning with severe nausea and emesis. Vital signs are within normal limits at this time. Let's continue with an introduction to Mallory Weiss syndrome. Remember that this refers to longitudinal tears in the proximal stomach or distal esophagus. They occur after retching, which is seen in alcoholics and bulimics. It may be a cause of upper GI bleeding, and the tear is through the mucosal layer but not through the full muscular layer, differentiating it with Boerhaave syndrome. Moving on to the presentation. The main symptom will be hematemesis. Remember that coffee ground appearance or bright red blood may be seen. Vital signs may be altered depending on the severity of the bleed. And this is found in patients with episodes of vomiting or retching, such as alcoholics or bulimics. In terms of the diagnosis, chest x-ray may demonstrate small flecks of air in the mediastinum. CT scan of the chest may demonstrate small flecks of air in the mediastinum as well. Endoscopy is the gold standard for diagnosis to directly assess the quality of the esophagus. And barium swallow should not display a full thickness tear. And lastly, with regards to treatment, remember that the patient must first be stabilized from a hemodynamic perspective. Interventional radiology may be required to embolize the bleeding vessel. Endoscopy can be used to cauterize or clip the bleeding areas and anti-acid medications are used to decrease the acid burden in the esophagus. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Mallory Weiss syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 48-year-old man is brought to the emergency department for hematemesis that occurred one hour ago. Per his wife, The patient went out with his friends last night and came home extremely drunk. He has been vomiting for the past several hours when he noticed some bright red blood within the emesis. He reports only that one episode and denies any weight loss, chest pain, lightheadedness, dyspnea, fever, abdominal pain, or prior occurrences. His past medical history is significant for diabetes and GERD, both which are well controlled with medications. A physical exam is unremarkable, except for a moderate abdominal fluid wave and telangiectasias on his skin. His vital signs are stable and within normal limits. What is the most likely endoscopic finding in this patient causing the clinical presentation? And the answer choices are, choice one, abnormally dilated veins in the lower third of the esophagus. Choice two, dilated aberrant submucosal artery at the duodenum. Choice three, irregularly shaped ulcers at the gastric fundus. Choice 4. Longitudinal mucosal tears at the esophagogastric junction. Or choice 5. Protruding mass at the esophagus. The best answer to this question is choice 4. Longitudinal mucosal tears at the esophagogastric junction. This patient likely has Mallory Weiss syndrome, as suggested by the episode of hematemesis following extensive vomiting with the history of chronic alcoholism. An upper endoscopy will demonstrate longitudinal mucosal tears at the esophagogastric junction. 
Mallory Weiss syndrome is often a result of forceful retching and is characterized by longitudinal mucosal tears within the distal esophagus and proximal stomach. Risk factors include a history of heavy alcohol use with vomiting and a hiatal hernia. Patients often present with acute onset gastrointestinal bleeding that can be painless, or patients can have epigastric or back pain with hematemesis that can be either red blood or coffee ground emesis. In addition, patients may report a history of non-bloody emesis, retching, or coughing prior to the episode. Diagnosis is made via an upper endoscopy, which would confirm the existence of longitudinal tears. Management includes initial stabilization and resuscitation with potential endoscopic therapies for tears that are actively bleeding. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Abnormally dilated veins in the lower third of the esophagus describes esophageal varices, which are commonly seen in patients with portal hypertension secondary to cirrhosis. Although this patient may have portal hypertension, bleeding associated with ruptured esophageal varices is often significant and more severe when compared to that of Mallory Weiss. Choice 2. Dilated aberrant submucosal artery of the duodenum describes dulafoy lesion which is a rare condition characterized by a large tortuous arterial. Bleeding of a dulafoy lesion is often severe and life-threatening. Choice 3. Irregularly shaped ulcers at the gastric fundus describes peptic ulcer disease, which is a common cause of upper gastrointestinal bleeding. However, this patient denies abdominal pain, and his history of vomiting makes Mallory Weiss syndrome more likely. Choice 5. Protruding mass at the esophagus describes esophageal malignancy, which can bleed or ulcerate and lead to gastrointestinal bleeding. This patient is low risk for esophageal cancer and denies weight loss. Finally, a bullet summary. Mallory-Weiss syndrome is characterized by longitudinal mucosal tears of the distal esophagus and proximal stomach. That's all for this review about Mallory-Weiss syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.